Hello and welcome to History Slices Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jacob. And this is our 10th episode of the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know. I, I feel like I said it before, but that's crazy. I know. Yeah, it's, it's really great. We made it this far. Yay, 10 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's been really fun along the way, getting to explore some new topics and learning all about this podcasting thing. Of course, we still have a lot to learn. Yeah. By now, I expected we would have had some intro music and some outro music, yeah. but it's all good. So It's all good. We're figuring it out. If you've never listened to the podcast before, we're a mother-son duo here and Jacob gets to pick out the topics that we talk about and I get to listen in. And really what you're doing, listener, is just joining in the conversation and just kind of eavesdropping as we <laughs> as we discuss uh, some of Jacob's favorite uh, historical events and people. And Yeah, you're just a little fly on the wall. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, due to the nature of this show... I guess you can call it a show. It's a podcast. Uh, some of the topics are a bit simplified because I don't want to get too in-depth and in detail and just confuse everyone, but especially not my co-host here. Yeah, right. So. And we typically, we like to keep them, you know, right around 45 minutes or so, give or take. There's been some as short as 35 and some closer to an hour. We like to keep it light, but also informative and entertaining, hopefully. So hopefully, if, if you're listening thing. and you make it all the way to the end of this podcast and you found yourself enjoying yourself or smiling a time Thank or God. two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And, you know, like us, share yeah. us, uh, comment. We love to uh, hear comments. So <laughs> anywho, uh, Jacob, uh, this is episode 10. So what's the topic again today? It's going to be, and tell if you've heard this one before. Louis Le Prince. Louis Le Prince. I can only say that I heard you mention that last time. And no, honestly, I don't, I, I actually, it doesn't sound like familiar, really. Mm, well, I hopefully know. I can change that. Okay. Because um, I think he needs more recognition. Uh, I actually mispronounced his name last time. I call him Louis <laughs> Le Prince I, yeah. because he's French, obviously. Yeah. And I think you gave us the option, if I remember right, Louis, Louis Le Prince. Yeah, it's. Okay. I got his last name right, at least. So it that. makes me think of a couple things, like that story, the little prince, and of course yeah. Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince <laughs> <laughs> guy. But I don't yeah. know who Louis. The, he was. This guy prince. was a bit before them. He lived in the 1800s. Okay. He was. Um, well, first of all, let me tell you what his arguably greatest achievement in life was. Okay. Um, and then why you've never heard of him before, and why you attribute this achievement to someone else. Oh, is that kind uh, of like a. Nikola Tesla kind of a thing. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm so happy you know who that is because that really helps this. He is the inventor of film. Wow. Like okay. most uh, moving pictures, most really? picture camera. Yeah. And unfortunately, he mysteriously disappeared. Who Who is the person who gets credit for creating Edison. film? Edison. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm not. And that's that's why like uh, I was so happy when you referenced Tesla. Oh, that's so it's funny. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of weird. It all is right. very weird. I'm not going to disparage Edison. No, at no. All, well, we're, we're going to get into we're going to get into like the theories and stuff. So cool. here, here's what I want to do. First, I want to talk about Louis himself and okay. his life and his um, marvelous invention and kind of what happened to him or what we know happened to him, which isn't a lot. Then I'm going to get into like some theories and like, here's what some people think. Uh, it's very much an unsolved mystery, which again, I promise this will be a little, yeah. little next but time sometimes, won't be. Sometimes, you know, history is like that, I guess. You don't know everything. Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting. So he was, um, he was born August 28th, 1841 in Metz, France. He was, he studied like chemistry, art, and like physics when he was younger, like in school and stuff. That's interesting. Mix chemistry, physics, and art. Yeah, yeah. I even have that in my notes. Like, that's an interesting mm, mix. He's a renaissance man after <laughs> the renaissance. Kind of, yeah. He was 
he was a bit of an inventor, a bit of an artist, like, you know, that was yeah. kind of his profession. Around 1866, he moved to Leeds, which is in England. He married another artist by the name of uh, Elizabeth Whitley. And they had a couple kids, like a son and a daughter. There wasn't too much information on them. There was some, but not mm. like, I couldn't tell if they had like a third kid or not. Yeah, but, but he was a family person. He, was a he family had a family. Yeah. He wasn't a loner. No, no, no. Yeah. He wasn't Norton. He wasn't Darger. So did was he an artist like by trade? That's what he did? Or well, an inventor by trade? What, or? what he did was, in terms of art, he managed other artists in terms of like painting landscape paintings and stuff, which is something, I'm not too knowledgeable about like, art (laughs) how that's done but i guess it was kind of like i guess taught or oversaw or something like that something along those lines okay and uh in 1881 they moved to the family moved to new york um Mm. you know kind of traveling around he had got a um job and as i kind of talked a little bit but that's when he got the job as the art dude Uh, back in england he was working at um let's see what's it called like a brass foundry or something like that I guess because of like the physics engineering oh, okay, thing or whatever. Okay, okay, yeah. So, and a lot of this information comes from his memoirs, and because he was a known person, like you know, there there's evidence that like there's a lot of documentation and evidence that he was a person and existed and stuff, and like yeah. also his family's like kind of memoirs and what they've said about him. So it was around this time he got the idea for like a, around this time when he's in New York when he's as in an New art York. dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, because of those landscape paintings and stuff. I guess he just was really into like being immersed by stuff, and he wanted to. He had this idea of like because he's a brilliant guy. He has idea of like a moving picture. I don't know if you know how cameras work, but it's actually a pretty ingeniously simple thing where it's basically just the one image. Like a bunch of images, sorry, and you just play them real fast, so it tricks your mind into thinking that they're moving. You're talking about a video camera. Yeah, I'm talking okay, about. Oh, okay, I think it, you said camera first. Oh, you, you, well, you yeah. know what I mean, like uh, different frames of like yeah, a yeah. movie or whatever. Yeah. It is really ingenious. It's interesting just to think about that moment that somebody had the idea. Oh, what if this picture could move? You know, instead of just mm-hmm. looking at static photographs. Yeah. Seeing jumping from that to moving is quite a mm-hmm. leap of creativity well he was working on it like by the 1880s and his daughter again it's kind of hard to tell because of how memory works but his daughter recalls him projecting like a like a like a video or like a moving picture on the wall of like their workshop Real, real quick, I'm, I'm sorry, before you get farther away from it, were his memoirs published? Do you know? Or were I don't they just... know if they're published okay. or not. Okay. Um, but there right. are like a bunch of scholars and stuff who are like both in terms of like cinema, like um, film history yeah. and also just in terms of like unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. So, OK, yeah, I was just curious because you I'm mentioned sure. his memoirs. I just want to ask, you know, if they, they, were, they like, might have been, but or... I don't know. Keep in mind, his daughter, her name was Mary. She was a teenager at the time. so That she remembers this happening. Yeah, okay. which again, doesn't necessarily mean she could be misremembering or misattributing that to something else because of how memories work. And yeah. this was years later. Yeah. But it it wasn't like she was six or something where it'd be right. like, okay, well, kids are imaginative. That's not too crazy, you know. And, and would put a greater distance between her when mm-hmm. she was retelling the memory and when it happened. Now, I want to I wanna kind of compare this to Edison because Edison, when he... um. When he kind of unveiled, look at this amazing invention I have. That was in 1888. His daughter remembers that has his memory from 1886. So before okay. Edison was even okay. like doing that. Or before Edison uh, uh, unv- came public. Unv- yeah, unveiled it. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was public. He was, real, he was no, very famous. No, no, I mean, famous, with but... this particular idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So Prince applied for a U.S. patent for the um, Invincible. He actually got three patents, one in the U.K., one in America, and one in um, France. The reason why is because he had a... He had like two kind of prototypes, if you will, too. There was one with like 16 lenses and one with like a single lens. <gasps> the only reason I'm bringing that up, because that's kind of finicky. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because it comes important later. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming he got the patents in the order of where he lived. So first in France, then in England, and now in the U.S.? I think so. Something like that, Probably. yeah. Or, or because he started working on it in the U.S., he might have gotten it in reverse. Oh, I don't okay. I don't really know the, oh, the okay. timeline of that, unfortunately. However, and I don't know if this is how patents work now or if they, it was a sign of the times. It apparently takes a while for patents to come into play. I think it still does. You have to apply for it and then somebody must research it and make sure it doesn't already exist. And so there's a period sure. of time between well, when you apply and when it gets accepted or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, this lasted like two years until um, 1887. Mm, no, mm. I did. It's that thing where it's like when you just say the 80s, you think the 1980s. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Century earlier. So he, he already had a patent on record with the U.S. Patent Office mm-hmm. in 1887. Yeah. And Edison unveiled his idea in 1888. Yeah, we were going to get into that. Okay. He also moved back to Leeds around this time. Huh. And yeah, right? That's interesting. And according to some of the sources I looked at, and I don't know how accurate this is given that he ended up disappearing. So, you know, it could just be like how one of those speculative things... But from what I've read and watched and stuff, he might have been worried about people trying to steal his invention, hmm. which I think there is, is kind of consistent with like his character because he did several things that was like, don't steal my thing <laughs> uh, for a good reason because, well, I was going to get into this later, but he uh, he had some money troubles. Um he was a bit in debt, like later on. In, okay. And his. I don't, I don't want to jump in with that because maybe it'll surface again later. But, it will. So but, okay, we'll, yeah. we'll talk. I'll ask my questions then. Yeah. But so he moved back to Leeds, and some speculation is that he may have done that to try to preserve his idea. Yeah, because he didn't want someone to like just mm-hmm. take credit for it. Right. And so was it eighty eight? He moved back to Leeds. Or? Uh, it was like eighty six. So. Oh, well, before his patent went through then, because if his patent yeah, went through. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, I think it was one of those things that were just like he kind of was like going back and forth kind okay. of a thing. Um, so he finalized the design. It was the description is that basically it's like this mahogany box, uh, like on wheels or whatever. I can't remember if it was on wheels or not, but I assume it was because that made it easier to move because it weighed 40 pounds. Like this was a chunky like yeah. piece of work. You had to crank it with like a hand. I just knocked my microphone, <laughs> like gesturing. Uh, but, you know, you had to crank it in order to get it to move. What happened is it had these, like, kind of, I think they were thin, but it was, like, light-sensitive paper, and it would, like, move it in front of, like, the um, the projector, mm-hmm. which is how film works. <laughs> and a lot of layer designs, Anderson, but, like, a lot of layer designs were very similar to this. That's really interesting. Um, As a side note, did you happen to go, or did you know that you can go look at patents Online, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I probably don't want to go up. look at the patent office and see because they'll have diagrams and mm-hmm. and whatnot. I don't know if you can access all of them, but I know I've seen yeah. something um, online. I've looked for things before about inventions mm-hmm. on the on that website, so that's cool. Yeah, I might go back and look at that later after we're done. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's like pictures of it online mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, probably from those records. Probably a lot of film scholars, a lot of people. Not not everyone. It's not like a like a consensus or anything, but a good number of people consider um, him to be the first as opposed to Edison. 
because there's a lot of evidence pointing towards it being that like, no, he had a working yeah. prototype before Edison showed up on the scene was like, look at my working prototype. Mm, like it was documented yeah. before Edison showed up and Edison didn't have anything documented before. Mm-hmm. Now he had made some films and of course, cause this is early film. I'm it, sorry. You said he had. Do you oh, mean I'm sorry. Edison yeah, Prince, Prince. Prince. Okay. Yeah. Edison did too, but uh, Prince had made some films and cause this was super like cutting edge early film it was like a couple seconds and the quality was very like jumpy and you know like stacky because it was um early film i don't know if you've ever seen any of those but they're probably not they're re- well they're real quick um yeah. and it's like they're really um not much there <laughs> compared uh-huh. to like what we're used to yeah. but yeah basically one and this is one of like the three that survived of his uh stuff he took because it's through the years and stuff stuff gets lost but one of them is particularly interesting it shows like his uh his like family and like some in-laws and friends walking around like his yard and they're all dressed in like 1880s clothes and stuff so That's it looks very, very strange cool it is but what makes this really interesting is because his family claimed that um it was sought october 14th 1888 the reason why Edison's first film would have been sought 1891 to put that in context. But the reason why, like, they think that it probably was is because one of the women on the film passed away 10 days later. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty yeah, concrete evidence That's pretty right there. Uh, smoking gun yeah. there. So that was October 1888. But mm-hmm. Edison, you said, introduced his idea for the movie camera or video camera, whatever you call it, in 88 also, didn't you? Or am I getting that mixed up? Well, he first talked about it. Oh, he first uh, talked. I, I might have missaid that. Okay, yeah. so he first talked about it in '88. That's yeah. sort of the first recording. Okay. Sorry, I, okay, I guess. Okay, but I, he didn't actually produce Edison. Didn't actually produce something till like 1891. Well, he didn't produce like a film until 1891. Okay. He might have had a working thing okay. before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, a lot of side note, a lot of Edison's films were um, side so kind of attracts and things. It was like man sneezes or man juggles or whatever you know it was like very kind of simple then it was a novelty thing uh-huh. it's like this is a moving picture uh-huh. and it, so he's going to capture something that was already kind of entertaining or, 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 or not necessarily that sneeze is entertaining well but. no it's just it's just kind of sewing off that like look it's actually a moving thing oh, okay uh, and a lot of these exist you can find them on like wikipedia and youtube and stuff huh. but um the um I, I might have mentioned this to you at some point in the past because i talk about this stuff a lot one of the early ones Edison made was called Three Blackjacks, not Blackjacks, um, Blacksmiths, Blackjacks, uh, Three Blacksmiths. And I almost said Applejacks. I'm like, no, that's not right at all. <laughs> Anyways, and it was a stage thing, of course, because these guys weren't actually blacksmiths. But the um, there was some kind of controversy or some kind of like discussing about like, should we be staging this? Because I think the attitude was like, look, you can capture a life and like, uh, it's crazy. And the concept of having like a fictional story told wasn't really a scene initially, which is fascinating to me given that's basically what film is. It's like fictional stories now. Uh, When the first proper, what we would call films would be, um, I think it was 1913. might've been 1903 or something like that. It was called a great train robbery. It was like a minute long or so. And it was basically these guys robbing a train. Wow. Mm -hmm. In a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it was very, yeah. It was short it was and short, to the point. And, and it might have been like two minutes, something yeah. like that. But like you can tell it's still kind of like, this is clearly like like 
like half of it is on a stage, like clearly on a stage. Like you can tell it's like framed yeah. like it's on a stage and there yeah. it's a stage. And the other half is like, it's actually really interesting, but yeah. that I'm getting off topic. But that, that was just like a fun. Yeah. Side note. Side note. Side note. Now, Prince, Louis the Prince, he had two problems with his design or with his invention. The first one was he was having trouble finding a way to sew it to people. Just because it was just like a matter of like, how do you breach that subject? How do you like set it up? How do you get people to, you know, take it seriously and like, look, look at this crazy invention. Yeah, now I wonder if this, I am don't mean to complicate things with technical questions. No, but, you're good. So if he was having trouble showing it to people, that meant like he wasn't trying to keep it secret anymore. So he must have felt comfortable, you know, having it out there in public because it was already registered somewhere. Or uh, I whatever. think he was comfortable letting people know he was working on this thing. Okay. Okay. Um, but his second problem was on the technical side, the material he was using, that paper, yeah. wasn't really cutting it. Um, it was a little you know, like, um, it wasn't really durable. So it would get like used oh, up, you know, mm-hmm. like burnt up or whatever. And like the glass, cause originally had like it in front of glass, but the plates kept breaking. Mm. So eventually he came up with using, um, celluloid, celluloid, how do you call this? Pronounce that? Probably celluloid. Celluloid. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm not a technical guy. <laughs> There's a lot of terms I don't know, but basically, you know, which is like that, um, kind of what they use now, like that kind of more flimsy kind of flexible thing, mm-hmm. I think. And so he made uh, his first unofficial demonstration on March 30th, 1890. It was at the National Opera House in Paris. And the secretary to that uh, that place named Ferdinand Mobison, that's probably not how you pronounce it. <laughs> He's a French guy. I don't want that to be like my excuse, other French, but I'm not good with not even That's okay. Names. Anyways, he testified and said, you know, I was there. I saw it. You know, it was like a legit thing. He like explained how it worked, you know, and all that. Edison's films weren't induced to the public for like another three years or so uh, at this oh, point. Oh, I thought you said 91. Did I say 91? I don't know. I might have like some of my Anyway, it was some, it was some time It, it was before Edison. Yeah. So he was visiting his brother Albert in um, Zahn, France. He was going to return to New York. He was going to sew the worlds of Vincent because of how patents work. I don't know if they're still like this. I think they might be. How it is is that like he had to sew it working in order to like get it finalized as like mm. the inventor, mm-hmm. like in his name, because he hadn't really sewn like the patent office or like the people... Uh, running that particular right. thing at like a proper official demonstration. Okay. Because he's shown people it, but it hasn't been like a... um Officially recorded. By yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Also, this is before film cameras. So yeah. it's kind of... Word of mouth. Yeah, to, and you have to kind of really see it in person. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's also such a, like, we take for credit how common film is now, YouTube and movies and stuff. That was a totally, like, new thing then. So mm-hmm. it's like, it was, I think, probably a little tricky to, like, get people on board because now you're like, oh, yeah, it's film. But, like, at the time, it's just like, wait, a motion picture camera? You know? It was yeah. just like, it's hard for me. I don't know if it is for you, but for me, it's hard to put myself in that mindset. Yeah, it is. It is hard to extract what we already know from who you know where mm-hmm. we are so he went back to new york he well, was he was going to go back to new york okay he was visiting his brother albert because what happened was their mother had passed on and albert was in charge of like um the will and basically like you know divide it up and give it to people and um i'm trying to find like the amount because louis had like an amount given to him he had, yeah, it was it was quite a bit, at least in today's money. Yeah, like a hundred and forty thousand dollars. Well, something in today's like that. money. In today's money. Wow, that is substantial. Yeah, I guess their mom was loaded or something. Wow, <laughs> I don't know quite what she did, but yeah. I'm guessing that for somebody like that who's a creator, an inventor, that 
it costs, you know, it takes resources to be able to create something. You need to mm-hmm. buy things and you need to buy different kinds of paper and celluloid or whatever mm-hmm. just to uh, create. So, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of time too. So you're not spending all your time working for a paycheck. You're yeah. spending time, you know, investigating and not necessarily very lucrative. So interesting. Yeah. So he came into some money. Well, the thing is, is that like he was on his way to New York. He was going to get his money. He was going to he sow was the get world his money. from the inheritance. And right. he's also going to sow the world. His events and probably become a millionaire off of this. His name would go down in the history books. He had it made. And then he disappeared. After leaving his brother's. After leaving his brother, He got on a train and like to join. It was September 16 at 2.37 p.m. A Monday, because of course it was. He got on a train to Paris, which was on the way to Leeds, you know, was like a stop and then and the last one saw him according to albert he was the last person that saw him get on the train and he never arrived he had with him information on his patents because he was tweaking some of them in order to like a proposal or his um what he wanted out of it in order to kind of further protect himself mm-hmm. and his like name in terms of like this invention mm. those also were never found i had a question about he, but yes. I, knew, I wanted to let you naturally get to your next uh, sir thing. basically someone can't use a missing person's patent um or at least at the time it might still be the case for like seven years until like either that time expires and like i guess they're gone gone uh-huh. or they resurface or wow. what um and that even includes like a spouse or close family member i'm thinking it's to prevent foul play but honestly i don't know that's speculation Mm -hmm. on my part however by the time that seven years are up edison's films had sewn up and they swept the nascent so to speak he got like the um the history books recognize edison as like he's the guy who first got Mm. it um and edison get credit and prince you well, you never heard of him. Forgotten by history. Oh, that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're ready to get into the theory section yet. I uh, am, but, but I want to hear what you have yeah, to say well, first. My thought was, I don't know, first of all, really interesting how it all, you know, the back and forth and the timing of everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, if so I'm wondering, did Edison's path ever cross with Le Prince? And yeah. um, so that's one question. And, and but right. another thing I'm wondering about is that I, you know, what what was the relationship like between Albert and Le Prince and I forgot what his first name was Louis. Louis, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Between Albert and Louis, what was that relationship like? And maybe Albert also needed a lot of money and wanted Louis's share of the inheritance. I, I like where your brain is at. Cause... So there's there's a couple different things I'm wondering. Yes. About. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind of theories. Probably the one of the I don't want to say most widely accepted, but one of the more popular theories of people who know about this particular case. Thomas Edison <laughs> was somehow behind it. There's the thing. Okay, first of all, the thing against this is that there's no concrete evidence for it. There's no like smoking gun. There's no something like yeah. that. The timing is really. It looks really bad on him because yeah. uh, this guy who's making movies basically, the uh, like as a, a a theme as a concept disappears, and then soon after Edison has it. Now Prince's wife believed Edison was responsible. Oh. Um, so there's that. Um, why? Why did she think that? I think because of the timing and the fact of who Edison is. I'm gonna go into it where. Okay. Edison, he's one of those people who there's a lot of evidence that he was like a pretty decent guy and a lot of evidence that he was a complete scumbag, mm. which probably means he was both, I think, <laughs> you know, because people aren't uh, black and white. They're yeah. pretty three-dimensional usually, but he had a bad reputation, a bad habit of stealing a lot of ideas, especially from his employees. That's what happened with Tesla, where he basically said, hey, I'll give you a bunch of money to do this. And then he didn't. It's like, I was just joking. It's American humor. Mm. You know? 
and I don't know how to pronounce his name. There's a early filmmaker. This is like after this, of course, named uh, George Malays. Malays. I don't know. He did um, the Earth to the Moon and um, a lot of like really early, very kind of high concept. He was basically the father of special effects. Well, Edison took his film from the Earth to the Moon, sewed it in uh, in America, because of course he knows another French guy. So in America and didn't credit him at all kind of ruined his career because he didn't get any because everyone had seen his movie already Mm. so it's you know what i mean Mm. and edison had this kind of mindset that's like well i own film so technically it's mine you know (laughs) and now we're so careful with copyright yeah copyright copyright was not well, yeah. I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing, thing yeah. in regards to film and mm-hmm. that. And it was such like a brand new frontier. Like yeah. A lot yeah. of rules weren't set. He also, we know he had like over like a thousand patents in his time, Edison. Uh-huh. And we know now, like there's evidence and proof Thousands, of ridiculous. Uh, over a thousand. Yeah. A lot of those weren't really his. Uh, some uh, of them were. Some of them were, but a lot of them weren't. You know what? Right now, I'm really regretting. There is a museum, um, Henry Ford and Thomas Edison Museum in mm-hmm. I think it was in Sarasota, south, just a little bit south of where we lived in Florida. Yeah. I'm really sad we never went to go see it. But yeah. anyway, because I would know a little bit more about Edison. But Sir. so anyway, so he's been discredited. A lot of those patents have been. Yeah, I mean, he was undeniably a very smart man. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was also kind of scummy. He got a lot of money from suing people over patent infringement, mm. as in like using his stuff. And one of those was someone was, I don't know the full story, but someone was using like the this new filming technique. This is after Louis disappeared, after all that <laughs> in like, like the 1900s has happened now or whatever, you know, we passed that point, I yeah. think. And Edison was trying to sue him being like, no, I'm the inventor. And Louis's son actually traveled over from like, uh, like to America, wherever it was he was living to testify and be like no my dad invented it before you did and he had that video i mentioned earlier with the dead woman on it like as proof like look see the 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 timelines don't match up basically like there's something something's rotten in the state so there was some sort of a uh, there was, a case like a legal there was an ongoing legal battle between uh edison and uh, the prince family mm. yeah it's actually pretty sad because they thought that if we could prove that our dad invented it, whoever's holding him might let him go because they uh, thought oh maybe he's just being held against his will yeah, somewhere really um, sad so not only did they lose their husband and father they lost the potential for money yeah. which it was probably really needed especially after the dad was gone yeah and yeah. then also just the whole not getting credit for for what he did is pretty sad too. Here's why they kind of lost that case. The patent in the US one was of the uh, 16 lenses mm-hmm. type, not the one lens type, mm-hmm. which was the one that he got for in Europe, in France and the UK. He got like a patent for like the single lens thing, which is like his final, like this is this is my, my baby. <laughs> you know, this uh-huh. is the thing I, I'm selling on. Well, in the US, he got like the 16 lens one. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were only looking the US one. I don't know why. Maybe it was just like a jurisdiction thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. But yeah. And also, I think there might have been some confusion as to what he meant by camera. Because it's like, we already have cameras, you know. But it's like, no, an actual, like a moving picture camera. Because oh that concept goodness. was 
I don't think there was malicious intent in the court decision, but I think there was a lot of kind of not really handling well or knowing what they were looking yeah. at, which is fair because it's like a totally new, like in their defense, it's like if someone like, look, I invented like, oh, geez, I don't know, a belt that makes you float or something <laughs> like that. I wouldn't, you know, it would be something that's like really out there. You know what yeah. I mean, though? You just invented a, something right on the spot that somebody's going to take that idea and run with it. I don't care. I hope so. I invented uh, a belt that floats. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know if it's related or not, but it's also kind of sad. Three years later, um, Prince's son was found in the woods. He apparently had a hunting accident. He was dead from a gun shot with his gun laying next to him. And there's no way to tell maybe it was just an accident. Some people think it might have been suicide or mm. some like, you know, like yeah. he took his own life. Some think he was killed because it's a very like you were just engaged in like a huge legal battle yeah. over like a incredibly major patent. Yeah. Um, like a couple of years back and yeah. now you have a suspicious death. But again, sometimes it does. That does happen. Yeah. You know, so, so you it, can't rule out that it was just an accident or it was suicide or. Yeah. So all three of those options, I guess, are still on the table. Because it would be awfully convenient mm -hmm. for some people that he's not there anymore. And to be fair, again, there's no evidence in terms of Edison, um, despite his admittedly kind of sordid history of his It could be coincidental that they were... Practices, yeah. And a lot, not a lot, but I know some of Louis's descendants, because he does have descendants, They there's been some doubt among them that Edison was responsible just because it's like i think the idea was he's a very busy guy <laughs> he's got yeah. like a lot going on at yeah. one time it'd be weird for him to just send the guy to off another guy yeah, or, that, or yeah. whatever kidnap whatever so take that as you will there's a lot of historical evidence both for and against edison and his ethical practices or mm -hmm. lack thereof mm -hmm. but in this particular one there's no hard evidence there's no hard point. evidence no it's yeah. just the timing is kind of suspicious yeah it's interesting because i've thought of this a couple times throughout the episode so far that i keep thinking about the wright brothers mm -hmm. inventing the airplane and during the time that the wright brothers were inventing the airplane there was somebody else who i can't remember <laughs> i don't um, know Oh, shoot. I think it's my start with a B. Anyway, might, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, there was sort of this race to be the first one to get the airplane mm -hmm. off the ground or whatever. So I wonder if it's a similar situation where it's like this idea is it's going to happen. It's just a, a matter of who's going to get it out there first. There was another. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There was another. The idea was around. There was like another. There's like these two French brothers. I can't remember their name, but they were also kind of developing something similar. So Maybe they were involved. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like one of those things that it's like this idea. And I don't know what sparked it. If one guy had the idea yeah. and any other people like, oh, hey, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Or if it was just like the universe aligned. Just sort of the, way, the natural but, progression of events. You yeah. know, oh, now we have this. Well, if one person can have an idea that it might, you know, maybe other people also. This is kind of a weird comparison because it's not an invention. The very first Batman comic, like back in the 30s, yeah. was released around the same time as like another kind of pulp comic uh, where there's a vigilante named the Bat. And he oh would, my God. Yeah. And he would go around. <laughs> he was basically Batman just without the costume. <laughs> And it was one of those things where, like, you read about it and, like, one of the creators of Batman is like, we were threatening to sue. They were threatening to sue. <laughs> you know, just, we were they, what? We were threatening to sue. Oh. And they were threatening to sue. It was like they just had the same idea yeah. or, or very similar idea at, around the same time, completely independently of one another. I, th I think so. that there's a, there's definitely a possibility that that could happen. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I don't, I think it would be uh, irresponsible for me to say it was totally Edison or not. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. even if I think it might be, but I don't know. So I, I, am not going to say that we 
wink, wink. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's all good. So the, the next theory, Albert LaPrince. Yeah, the brother. brother. Yes. You always got to look at the person who saw them alive last. Yes, that, that's actually like a big thing because in the initial investigation, when he first disappeared, because of course the authorities are like, okay, well, missing person's case. Let's look yeah. into this. Let's look into this. Oh, he just came into a lot of money. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and the last person who saw him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, they questioned a lot of, first of all, they didn't know about the will. They didn't know about the inheritance at the time. Which is weird because you think that someone would have told them, yeah. but they didn't. And unless they were only asking Albert, he'd unless, be like, <laughs> I think they're probably asking a lot of people because they question a lot of people who are on the train at the time. Uh huh. Did other people say that they saw him on the no, train? No, no one oh. said they saw him. But keep in mind, Louis is six was like six feet or something, so he was a tall dude. So he would have tall. I mean, well, somewhat yeah. tall. He would have conceivably been kind of noticeable, but at the same time, I think it's very human nature to not look at other people. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> just <laughs> to, kind of ignore everybody. Yeah, yeah so it's very possible that he, he was there and they just didn't see him. It was kind of like one of those, like, well, I mean, depends on how you, you know, like, I don't usually go on trains. But when I'm when I'm in public, I'm usually not scanning the crowd. You know, I'm usually not like focusing on people thinking, oh, maybe yeah. I need a witness later. And like, no, yeah, you're, no, no. You, no one thinks like that. Typically, they're <laughs> traveling and being, you know, caught up in their own. You're, thing. you're reading a book or something. Yeah. yeah As yeah. an aside, it's not a bad probably habit to get into to be more alert. And no, aware of What's going on around <laughs> us than we are. But, absolutely. But we're uh, not. Yeah. though. Yeah, we're not. Thing. I think naturally we just are too in tune to our own thing. Yeah. So. Something that kind of gets in the way of this theory. This theory of Albert being guilty? Yeah. First of all, again, no evidence. Like Edison, there's no real evidence to it outside just kind of, well, that seems a little suspect, but it's, you know, if it was a soap opera, I'd be like, yeah, but you know, it's <laughs> yeah. in real life, there wasn't a lot of evidence. And also, if you look back at Albert's memoirs and like uh, his, what he's written about his family life, uh-huh. he and his brother apparently got on really well, uh-huh. or at least uh, Louis thought that they got on well. I don't okay. know. So, and not saying that they didn't and there yeah. wasn't like, but there's nothing uh, that jumped no, down and said, oh, okay, this is no, nothing like, that's like, he been threatened surprising. to kill me for my money. No, nothing, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. nothing like that. So, uh, at the time around the time of, um, him coming to his inheritance, he was, and again, this is in today's money. I found it was like in today's money. And I didn't want to reverse engineer that to money then. Cause yeah, I yeah. thought, yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but today's, in today's money, it would have been $84,000 in debt, which is bad. Albert? <laughs> Louis. 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 Okay. Um, so that was his inheritance would have covered that and then given him another given 60 him a bit or of 70, a boost. Yeah. whatever. Which is yeah. probably why he was like, he stopped by there first. Yeah. to be like, Hey, that's a lot of debt. He Holy was cow. unemployed for a lot. A lot of the money went into his research and it was that same yeah, that's what I was thinking. pool of money that he had to f- provide for his family as well. Yeah. Keep in mind. So it was a real, a real struggle, a real strain on his finances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, especially cause he was working on this for like a couple years, uh, at least, you know, there's a theory, like a third theory that he disappeared himself or he jumped off the train or something. He killed himself, something like that. I don't know if I buy that because he had everything to gain from this, you know? And some people are think like, well, the reason I think this is an idea, if you look at kind of his, again, his memoirs and his writings and stuff about his experiments and his events, and he was not the most happy with the quality of the Pixar. He thought, you know, it wasn't great. But at the same time, you have everything to gain. And this is a totally new thing. Like, who cares if it's a bad quality, you know, because they wouldn't have a concept. They'd just be like, oh, it moves. 
Yeah. That's amazing. So I don't know if that sex, I mean, it's possible. It's certainly possible. So but by that theory, though, made me think, I mean, clearly his body was never found. So it wasn't found mm. on the train. Yeah. His brother put him on the train. Like maybe uh, he got off. Brother. Yeah. He got off at a stop and just wandered away or ran into foul play somewhere. Yeah. Or somebody else threw him from the train or something. Yeah. But he didn't like just die happened. of natural causes on the train. No, no. Because he disappeared. Yeah. Um, so we don't really. Yeah. So what know. happened to the money? What happened to his inheritance? I don't. He didn't have him with it with him. So I think. I it, wonder if that went to his his widow. It, I, honestly, I can't remember what mm. happened to it, but it was. I guess it never really like manifested. At least in terms of like he never saw it. It's sure, but yeah. it seems like if it like if it. I if assume it, it went to his family. Him, yeah, because yeah. otherwise, Albert. I mean, Albert. If Albert ended up with it, it would have been like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming. All it of a sudden, went he's got his, a lot of money. Yeah, I'm assuming it went to his family. Um, I don't think Albert was too financially bad, and he probably got a cut. Also, I'm sure but, he did because it was a will to like. He yeah. was trusted to like execute the will, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know. Very interesting that he yeah. just disappeared. Though. And not to say that, like, going back to, like, maybe he did it himself, like, disappeared mm-hmm. himself. It's totally possible. I think it's very, it's just in the realm of, like, plausibility. Right. But I think it doesn't really dive with, like, the rest of, like, when I was doing my research, and I reached that part, I'm like, uh, I don't yeah, know. Especially uh, now that, I mean, I could see how somebody who's burdened by that kind of debt and, and sort stress. of the stress and the, uh, uh, you know, no success that you could hold on to yet, you know, he said. Mm-hmm you know, on the way to success, but not, hasn't actually achieved whatever yet, you know, where he's getting paid for the work, all the work he's done. I could see how somebody would, you know, want to end it all and be like, okay, this is the easy way out. I'm, you know, he kills himself on the train or whatever, but like you said, it doesn't, that does, just doesn't add up. But then the, then his son again, potentially Had a suicide mysterious. is, is in the realm of, of possibilities. Yeah. Especially because a lot, I'm sorry to interrupt, but a, um, a lot of times someone, you wouldn't think someone is suicidal and then they turn out to be. Totally. So there's totally. that as well. And I don't know if there's a genetic predisposition. To I, I don't know. I don't know. Like depression. And so, so, but we don't know any of that. That's no. all hugely speculative because I don't, you I didn't say anything that would make me think that either one, but yeah, he just doesn't seem like somebody who would be in the position to want to end it because mm-hmm. like you said, he had so much going for him. His debt was now going to be, you know, Basically had, erased. Had, yeah, yeah, he had a way to get rid of that. He was and going he to come was, into even more money yeah, because of he was on the, the way to finally realizing success of his invention. Right, yeah, his invention was going to come to fruition. And it's yeah. one of those things that, like, because sometimes history is safe for these grand sweeping events, and sometimes it's safe by just like a single little thing. If he had made it to New York, everyone would know his name. He would be a household name today. But he isn't because <laughs> he um he never made it. And it's, I don't know, it's it's tragic that, you know, what happened that, you know, he was so close and then he couldn't get it. But he, um I, I, this is a very interesting story. And I want to kind of, one, raise awareness to this dude. Yeah. Because props to credit, him. Yeah. He was clearly like a very smart guy. But um yeah, I don't know. And two, I just thought it was an interesting story. And it really is an interesting story on a lot of different levels. You know, mm-hmm. that you hit a lot of interesting things. Inventors, period. You know, yeah. like people who invent and who are driven to spend their time and resources creating. I mean, I think that they're just propelled. I don't I think they can't help but do what they do. So I think that that's kind of an interesting person and Edison also, I guess, to exactly. yeah, to an extent. Interesting that we don't know what happened to the no, guy. No, we don't. And that's always so sad when you just 
I hate that word closure because it always seems like, well, what does that mean? But yeah. when you don't when you don't know what happened, there's no, there is a lack of closure. No, <laughs> yeah. no, you're. I, I get what you're saying about not liking that word, but no, I think it it does fit in this case. Yeah. You know, like there is a lack of finality to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, then what? And I was like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like it's kind of one reason I want to try to get away from these mysteries <laughs> episodes is because it seems this kind of and we're done. Like there yeah. isn't really like a good end to it because it's just kind of like and he disappeared. And this is, this where is what we, we think might have happened, yeah. but yeah. we don't really know. And that's it. (laughs) It's very unsatisfying. It'd be interesting to kind of pick the string back up with Edison Mm -hmm. and find out. So what, you know, how did it go with him? Like how much money did Edison get from all his inventions and, and, or just this one that's fascinating too. He got got a lot of money off it. I, I, I like, I like knowing about Louis Le Prince. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, no, totally. So next time I don't, I don't know if this matches up entirely to like when it's going to come out compared to because we're uh we're recording this in december december's just started next for us by the time you listen to this it'll, it'll be later on of course yeah next time we're going to do a christmas special okay so uh <laughs> that is going to be right about within a week of christmas i think that uh, close that enough comes out. i think so, so. what's we're going to do like a charlie brown christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what are we going to be talking about well you have to wait and see so. Oh, you're just going to tell me it's a Christmas Yeah, it's a Christmas thing. Yep, yep. I don't get to know anything else about it. Do you like to look at your Christmas presents before you open them? I don't. I did that one time <laughs> and it made my Christmas morning suck so bad. <laughs> I, I really regretted that. it. Huh? I really did. It was it was just such a letdown mm-hmm. afterwards. So um, that incident had given me the discipline to not want to know ahead of time <laughs> because I know I'm going to spoil it for myself well, later. Well, there you go. So yeah. Okay. So it's a Christmas episode that we will unwrap later yes i like that that's good that's good (laughs) okay very good so this is a wrap on episode 10 of the history slices podcast thank you for listening thank you so much for listening please remember to hit like on whatever platform you're watching it on share with your friends your buddies and uh to all of you listening and we've got um now listeners in five foreign countries wow different countries not the u.s and that's very exciting to us awesome hello yes hello (laughs) hello to all of you thank you for listening (laughs) and across the united states and in other countries and uh we know this is a very lowbrow podcast so we're just really (laughs) glad that you could join us so enjoy the rest of your day bye until next time